Welcome to the Mystery Cast, right here on Tales of Earth. Also live streamed every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash comic story. And if you want to support us as usual, you can uh, go to the link below that will take you to our store. You can support us on Patreon where you get early access to the show as well as other shows. Subscribe to the channel, uh, help us out on Twitch, all those things. Uh, to my left, your right, we have... <laughs> Glorp Dan, <laughs> aka Dandy Producer. And to my right, your right, figure that one out. <laughs> Glorp Andy. <laughs> Up, everybody. We, uh, oh man, I feel good. <laughs> all right, let's all right. do it. Okay, let's do this. this so one. we changed the name to Mystery Cast because Google and therefore YouTube. Don't tell them it's a mystery. But why they changed the name? That's the mystery. I'm going to explain everything. So the way it happens. Damn is it! Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> we we yeah. should have kept talking over. Like, <laughs> is he beeping? What's going on? No. So we changed the name to Mystery Cast because con the word conspiracy is kind of a red flag for YouTube and Google right now. Uh, so we actually think that that has hurt the channel and hurt us in kind of the last however many months we've been and doing this. Nobody hurts me but myself. Yes. Hmm. And so we changed it to Mystery <laughs> Cast because. Yeah, any other title that's any more creative than that, nobody's going to be able to find or search for. Uh, mystery is probably the second most searched term. Plus, he um, changed it before telling us. Yes. And realistically, <laughs> that was the reason. That was the yes. key reason. We were like, Gary didn't yes. want to do extra so work. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so therefore, it is now the mystery cast. Uh, I, was th I really liked the title, What Happened to Pogs, but that's another I, podcast I, I, of mine. I, I, Wait, I why didn't we go with Redacted? That's another cast. Uh, How do you search for that? Exactly. How do you search for that? <laughs> well, I'm going to start a new podcast called Podcast. Podcast. It's literally yes. just this us is my podcast. talking about pogs. So this must Hunting for pogs. And I had a whole stack of pogs. So tune in next week pog, for the podcast. And each pog had the face of somebody who never existed. Oh. Nice. Yes. How do you Thank know if, they you. Had a, if it was their face if they never existed? Just make it up. Oh, okay. That's kind of the point. <laughs> like, if they never existed, like, they could have any like most you, fictional character. Yeah. Where would you have gotten the face from? Fictional characters? Fictional, know. You know, just saying. So imagination. It's, a, it's an artist's rendering it's of, like, a, uh, of a non-existent It's kind of like when you like draw something or describe something, you're like, that sounds familiar, and it turns out you describe someone. I see. Okay. It's like that. I got you. But that person you guys does or does uh, not exist. Earth Final Conflict? Gene Roddenberry's Earth Final Conflict? Never so the whole no. show it was an early 90s like sci-fi show and uh yeah <laughs> it was pretty good for the time sure now, yeah, nowadays yeah, yeah. It's, not so uh, much yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not aged well not as well as star trek did um but they were kind of unraveling the mystery of these visitors who like have like helped mankind they're aliens with good intentions mm -hmm. and of course there's something nefarious going on with one good alien at the, kind of the forefront who's like no guys we should not be doing this and everyone's all oh, we're gonna rule the world and uh but anyway <laughs> so they what they discover is that it's the aliens actually great. had it's been great. here a long time ago so they ran all these um like images of famous faces and statues and um yeah various faces and mm -hmm. various forms throughout history ran them all together this computer put the images together and it turns out all these faces are based on one face that of the aliens it was a really cool twist in the show actually hmm. it's like the easter island images the the sphinx all of it were actually based, based on, off of the aliens. based on these yeah uh that is not what we're talking about today oh 
20 mystical persons that <laughs> may have never existed. So that's kind mystical. of mystical. Well, I have several lists here and we, we probably aren't going to go through all of it because I, know, I, but I like the descriptive term. I'm pretty mystical. So we're going to be talking all about right. people who may have not existed and some who definitely didn't exist. And some of these are uh, somewhat surprising to me. Uh, so this first list comes from MSN or Espresso. I don't know which one. Uh, so, uh, number one is uh, Lyser Lysurgus, Lycurgus, Lycurgus. Somewhere between the seventh and ninth century BCE, Lycurgus was a lawmaker who shaped Sparta into the one of the most daunting military powers of its day. Among the reforms he introduced was grueling multi-year training, pro a multi-year training program designed to transform Spartan boys into fierce warriors. Uh, whether Lycurgus actually existed is in doubt, since information about him comes from contradictory sources. Uh, com complicated by the fact that Spartans did not keep historical records. It's because writing stuff down was for sissies. <laughs> we gotta go bench and wield spears. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Did I just click on a different article? You just made me start picturing Spartans and bogging around. Hey, brah. Yeah, you wanna go throw some spears, brah? Yeah, brah. Yeah. What, what are you doing? You're writing? What a loser. Where we find our next battle? I think it's gonna be over there. <sighs> That's exactly Yeah, you gotta go get your equipment over there. <laughs> It's true. That's, That's exactly what happened. Oh, yes. What in the world? Spartan okay. Bros. I guess we're going backwards. Bros. Uh, Betty Crocker. Don't do this to Wait, me. Wait, what? Gary. Since the 1920s, Betty Crocker's name and sometimes likenesses have graced packages of cake mix and frosting. She was even known as the Dear Abby of Cooking, answering yes. many mm -hmm. questions from home cooks. Uh, however, her persona was invented for an advertising campaign developed what? by the Washburn Crosby Company, a flour milling company started in the late 1800s that eventually became General Mills. You are a son of a Where bitch. Betty Crocker the doesn't name exist. Betty Crocker, then? First of all, you are a son of a bitch for lying to me about this. Yeah. Uh, Betty's a very trustworthy name. Next, you're going to tell me that Santa doesn't exist. <laughs> well, or the lady that's Andy, on the... Our next item on the list... God. Uh, actually, oh, John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been hilarious. Uh, John Henry. So many of you uh, might know of the the legend of John Henry. Yes. Um, no. I actually didn't know anything about John. Engine, supposedly. Being, yes. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't know anything about John Henry until I was watching a collection of Disney short stories with my daughter a few years ago. And okay. that was actually my introduction to John Henry. And now I have the John Henry song really? from the Disney short stuck in my head. Which short? Uh, it's just called John Henry. Interesting. Maybe yes. I have seen it because I have seen a lot of it's, those shorts. It's pretty cool. Uh, all right. So John Henry commemorated in a ballad. John Henry is a U.S. folk hero, especially to African-Americans and labor unionists. Using his sledgehammer, he made holes and rock faster than a newfangled steam-powered machine. Dying at the end from the effort, lots of people have tried to find a real John Henry, yielding dubious or inconclusive results, such as one ex-prisoner whose diminutive size makes it unlikely he could have performed such a giant giant feet of strength so the the the, hmm. yeah, the story is that he actually yeah, beat out the steam engine basically built the railroad faster than it could um and i think a part of the story is that he even like plowed through like the side of a mountain tell me like that yeah yeah, yeah. interesting like, basically dug the hole faster than the machine could too so hmm. uh this one i've never heard of but maybe you have uh ron rani padmini rani padmini also known as Padmavati was believed to be a 13th century Indian queen and is the subject of a 2017 film by Sanjay, Sanjay oh, Leela. Okay. 
Oh, so that's the actress that plays her. That's Sally. why I was like, yeah, I was I was like, like that's not that's the real person. That's, that's a very person. realistic. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a very realistic painting from 13th century India when she was on the red carpet. Was a figure of legend, not uh, not fact. Her her film caused crowd rampages, and the lead actress uh, Deepika Padukone, pictured here, received death threats over supposed inaccuracies in the depiction. So inaccuracies is over that? a character who, or a person in history who may not have actually existed. Yes. Oh no, we lost our connection. Right. Um, is, that name sounds familiar. Isn't that the same root of the word as the Indian god of love? Oh, I don't know. I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. It's a mystery. Nice. I'm gonna get. This it's thing also twelve thirty-one and forty-five degrees outside. Yes. In case anyone was wondering. <laughs> Uh, there we go. All we right. Give a weather update every now and then. Oh, it's 46 degrees now. Oh, man. look at that. Pythagoras may not have what? existed. Yep. Uh, what we know of well, Pythagoras. Where have we gotten the theory? That's actually the, the theory is if yeah. he uh, existed. If he existed. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's actually the portal to open yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Pythagoras. So uh, in ancient uh, languages, so letters also uh, represented numbers. Mm-hmm. So Pythagoras actually basically built into his theorem uh, the message, I am not real. I'm kidding. I'm making that up. But it's true. Uh, <laughs> I'm making that up. But it is true. <laughs> no, but... <laughs> It's a true fake like, fact. Like, uh, <laughs> like cuneiform, uh, the letters and numbers were, like, yeah, inter- yeah, yeah, yeah. They were interchangeable. So Pythagoras, what we know of Pythagoras doesn't add up. <laughs> the number obsessed ancient Greek is supposed to have developed the Pythagorean theorem still used in math class today, but all references to him come from his followers and were mixed with all kinds of supernatural and mythical elements. He must have been a wizard. Uh, raising suspicions. He's a even, witch. <laughs> even his theorem may have been known by Egyptians much earlier. I believe that. He's a mathematician. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm a mathematician. So, so I guess the Greeks uh, needed to own the theorem. They're like, well, the Egyptians discovered this a long time ago. Mm-hmm. We want to own it. So let's make well, someone up. Well, what to, there was the actual was, in Egypt, yeah. it was bird squared plus fish sure, squared yeah, equals, equals horse squared. So they that. were like, you know, let's put and We wonder why they never went to the moon. <laughs> See, actually what happened was uh, there was a janitor mm-hmm. working at the mythology place in Greece. Mm-hmm. And they were like, we need, oh, to, we need to own this good old theorem. mythology mm-hmm. place. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So we're going to name old janitor... <laughs> Janitor Matt Damon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I was going with (laughs) it, actually. Yeah. (laughs) Turns out he was just a misunderstood young man with a a mind in not really a heart of gold. No, but uh, but a a mind of gold. He is very much so. (laughs) Lies and like, oh yeah. I, I I would have to imagine there was someone named Pythagoras, but they weren't the person that actually did it. Yeah, because otherwise, where would you get that? Why word? randomly? Like yeah. of all words, it's not even yeah. like it relates to sure, yeah, triangles right. or any of that yep. shenanigans. Hey, Lucius, you uh, you just you created a new theorem, but yeah, I don't want to take credit for it. You know, like can we just make somebody <laughs> Actually, else? Actually, you know, I've been using my uh, my screen name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pythagoras. Yeah. Like, are you well, sure? It's are actually, you sure? It's actually, Pythagoras. Yeah, yeah, yeah Pythagoras. Yeah. It's actually My, zero zero Pythagoras one four one underscore four twenty sixty nine blazer. Oh 
Oh, man. Oh, All right. Sybil Ludington, hailed as a female this. Paul Revere. Sybil oh. Ludington uh, supposedly rode longer and harder than Revere oh, heard, to yeah, warn people that. that the Redcoats were coming. Uh, streaking through. Well, that was her first problem. Uh, streaking Nobody was through. listening to what she was saying. <laughs> she was nude riding a horse through the forest. <laughs> the British are coming. The British are coming. And everyone's uh, just like... Huh. Did anyone else see the naked woman on the horse? <laughs> <laughs> All right, just want to make sure she was, she was speaking uh, some nonsense. Yeah, <laughs> man, she's crazy. <laughs> Streaking through the surrounding area that would eventually become part of New York, largely unrecognized, she was eventually commemorated with a stamp. Oh, good. It's nice. A book and a board game. Ooh. Oh, it was like Monopoly. Yeah, but she's naked. <laughs> Sadly, there's no hard evidence. Uh, she actually made. <laughs> okay, so yeah, basically that's it. That... I've never heard of her before. I'll be honest. Yeah. I've never heard of. Well, this the one only before. reason we know of Paul Revere is because he's the one in the song. Mm. Like there were other writers who. Yeah, there was like three oh, yeah. or four yeah. other people. I mean, obviously, yeah. I mean. Yeah. No, we're gonna send out one person. <laughs> we're gonna send one dude. Go real fast, Paul. Yeah. But it's just a horse. Go real fast. Yeah. Can you imagine oh them like, like seeing or hearing that song? Like, hey. I was there too. Sure was there you too. were, Dad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, I swear. <laughs> that was right next to the naked lady. Yeah. She now went east. I went west. Now you know you're talking crazy. <laughs> oh, man. We told her her, her methods were unorthodox. <laughs> All right, David Manning. Critic David Manning gave some good reviews of questionable films, including The Animal, The Patriot, speaking of, uh, and Hollow Man. A 2001 Newsweek article revealed the critic was invented by the marketing department of the Sony Film Studio. Sony issued an abject apology that didn't stop irate fans from suing the company for tricking them into seeing a bad film. If one review... That's true. It tricks you into seeing a film, then you're not really developing well, your own this opinions. Is, to be like, fair, unless this was back when there were review. three people reviewing things. That's true. I'll was, say, unless it's this me. This is before Yelp. And yeah. My <laughs> reviews are gold. Yeah. Your this word is, is gold? Uh, yes. Roger Ebert. Um, Apparently it's gold. Ebert. What am I trying to say? Siskel and Ebert? Siskel and Ebert. Yes. Wow. I butchered that. Yeah. And David Manning, apparently. Yes. There were three people. And actually, the critic. I actually enjoyed the, the Patriot. That was his name. The, the critic. critic. Do you remember the show, Critic? It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. stinks. <laughs> oh, uh, man. I actually enjoyed The Patriot. I did, too. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good movie. Old Mel. Uh, Gibson. Wait, actually, Patriot? It's no, Revolutionary I'm, thinking War. I'm thinking a different one. The, uh, there's a kid in the movie. He's just referred to as the Patriot Boy. Okay. Like, early in the movie. Yeah. Uh, he lives in Longmont. Really? I actually know him. He like dances at, or he teaches at my daughter's dance. He studio. dances in my lawn. I like, keep telling him. Really to leave. He's like, I'm in the Patriot. Patriot. But uh, yeah, it's like it's like a one of maybe a couple film credits. Is he's funny. the Patriot boy in yeah. the Patriot? Yeah. Um. All right. Oh, laptop. That's a laptop. Laptops don't exist. Sun Tzu. The Art of War Wait, was supposedly yeah Sun Tzu. The Art of War was supposedly written by Sun Tzu, a Chinese military strategist, uh, Taoist philosopher, and general in the sixth century BCE. While the influential treaty has been widely read and quoted, and required reading during World War II, uh, the sparse evidence of the author's identity surfaces and problematic sources that are full of inaccuracies. Doesn't mean he didn't exist. That it just means history got away from him. Yeah. Yeah. 
Prester John. Stories of Prester John, the priest king, first popped up in the 12th century and persisted until the 17th century. I remember that. His Christian kingdom, surrounded by barbarians, was first thought to exist in Asia, but later wander, uh, wandered in popular imagination to Africa. The history of a man who never existed may have been invented as a part of the Christian struggle against the Islamic world. Hmm. I've never heard of that one. Uh, I know the, the name. name. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say I've heard mm -hmm. the name, and I've heard, I I, I yep. have a vague idea of the yes. the legend of the myth or whatever you want to mm -hmm. call it. But I yeah. thought you said Pastor John at first. Pastor John, because he was the pastor king. Isn't that what you said? Uh, priest I, king. Priest king. Close. I mean, yeah, yeah. close enough. Yeah. Yeah. Heathen. Now this one, I I would assume people would know. Hatsune Miku. Hatsune Miku is a 16-year-old uh, neon blue-haired pop star from Sapporo, Japan. She opened for Lady Gaga during one musical tour and even created a remix of Happy with Pharrell Williams. Despite her abundant musical talent and personal style, she doesn't exist. Kind of like Lady Gaga, because you know, like screen names are a thing. Uh, except as a virtual software character allowing users to create music that she performs. What? So she is actually, since it doesn't sound like you've actually heard of this. So she is a, uh, like Hologram. a, you know how like in comics or in movies, like I'll use Tony Stark as the example. He uses a hologram and yes. it looks just like him. That's Hisune Miku. And she performs okay. concerts as too. like this CG performance like a holographic and people okay. will show up and watch it okay. and uh she's gonna be at coachella like that's how big this has become but like that's the point of the character is it is entirely uh a hologram oh interesting okay and I, apparently never it's like re apparently it's really her, good yeah. and like uh the concerts are actually incredibly impressive well, sure which you would expect from people that are capable well, it's like of doing the, it's, a well, holographic it's, yeah. i mean it's like when gorillas put on concerts Mm -hmm. They're just animated characters. I mean, the music obviously is real, yeah. but right, like, yeah, they're yeah, just yeah. animated characters up there doing their thing. I really want a creepy cage face throw pillow. It is exactly what it sounds like. It is a throw pillow with Nicolas Cage's creepy face on it. I have two of those. <laughs> Do you actually? Yes. Except it's his face. Uh, okay. You snuggle them side by side. Yeah, yeah. Like... They whisper to me. They tell me to burn stuff. Anyway, keep going. All right. Homer. Homer is the ancient Don't. Greek author of two of the greatest stories ever told, the Iliad and the Odyssey. While the Battle of Troy and one of its chief warriors wandering his way home make for riveting reading, many modern-day historians don't believe that Homer actually existed. Uh, the epics may have been written by multiple authors uh, whose separate poems were later uh, standardized in the two works. Okay. So I could talk about that. Yeah, basically a pen name. Yeah. Yep. It's an anthology series. They could... Yeah, but this was long before they had like a whole like title page, so they were just like, we're just gonna call it Homer. That's Homer. our that's our our collection of poets yes. and writers together. Yes. We're known Homer. as Homer. Homer. What if it stood for something huge? Omission. All right, you already went way different than I was Opulent. going. <laughs> what were you going with? I was gonna go House of <laughs> Musical Entertaining Reverie Ruffians Ruffians. <laughs> Hmm. It's Greekin. It's Greekin. Greekin. <laughs> it's Greekin. It's, it's in the Greekin times. Uh, <laughs> Everyone knows this. Classical Greece. Uh, Allegra <laughs> Greekin. Coleman. Greekin. 
an article, Allegra Coleman. So an article in 1986 issue of Esquire magazine featured a cover story by Martha Sherrill on Hollywood's next dream girl, Allegra Coleman. Sherrill went on uh, to write about Coleman's role in an upcoming Woody Allen movie, her stormy relationship with actor David Schwimmer, and even included Coleman as a character in her novel. But Coleman turned out to be a hoax, portrayed by the Esquire article, in sorry, portrayed in the Esquire article by actress model Ali Larder. I was gonna say that is no. Ali Larder. Yeah, she's a real person. Yes, a real person. She yeah. the character in uh, oh my gosh, the Will Smith movie with Kevin James. And... Uh, Allegra Cole was the name of the character yeah. in Hitch. Okay, yes. in Hitch. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yes. Wasn't it supposed Which to be that late? took place. No, but it oh. took place several years after. I'm sure they like drew inspiration from it. Um, because they just the, removed men. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. The heiress. It's actually one of my all time favorite movies. It's a fantastic yes, movie. I love it. It's fantastic. Uh, and it's the reason why I can get away with the. Yeah. You know, you pizza. Weird. They got food there. <laughs> Anyway, George P. Burdell. George P. Burdell was a student at Georgia Tech who went on to become a World War II bomber pilot. Uh, serve on board of Mad Magazine. Wait, serve on the board of Mad Magazine and do well in online polls for Time Magazine's Person of the Year. The trouble is, he never actually lived. Burdell came into being when, in 1927, Georgia Tech accidentally sent two enrollment forms to student William Edgar Smith, who decided to use one to invent a character. Today, Burdell even has his own Facebook page. Wow. Good on that guy for a sense. He was like, this is going to be great. All right. And then Uh, somehow this fake character gets more awards and medals than him. And he's like, what? Come on. Like she did stuff. But that's me. I'm me. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the the Simpsons line where Lisa's dating. What was the bully's name? Um, Nelson. Nelson Muntz. Nelson Muntz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, you you can almost say I want to like bring the mill house out of Nelson. He's like, but I'm all mill house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that show. Oh, all right. Uh, <laughs> Wonder Woman. That okay. Was, so she exists. What? And she's Gal We do know that Wonder Woman is a fictional comic book character, but her people, the Amazons, are a part of Greek mythology. Despite attempts to give the warrior women a real history, an article from the Smithsonian points out, Quote, there was not a shred of physical evidence to support it. In the 20th, man, academics can be mean. In the 20th century. And you're stupid. And you're stupid. In the 20th century, one school of thought claimed that the real Amazons were probably beardless, bow-toting mongoloids. Mistaken for women by the Greeks. <laughs> okay. I don't even know what to okay. say to that. I don't either. You know what? All right. What? All yeah. right. Yeah, what are those? What do you, what do you see on that island? It's either really buff women or beardless bow-wielding mongoloids. We're gonna go all with right, buff I'm women. It down as buff women. <laughs> buff yeah, women. I like that one. All right, uh-huh. all right, all right. Also, Let's what's, just keep what's on that island? Well, it's either fat manatees <laughs> or singing naked women. Singing naked women. Right, right. Yeah. Singing naked women. All right, there we go. So their conclusion. The world thing is easy. This is great. We'll put whatever we want. Oh, man. Everything becomes women. Yes. <laughs> Dangerous women, by the way. Mermaids were not nice. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. were terrifying creatures. Uh, all right. <laughs> 
Robin Hood. Now, this is a debate. There is some debate as to whether or not Robin Hood is based on a real person, and the legend kind of grew. It was an idea. It was an some idea. of us wrote the script on that for one of our other channels. Robin Hood was an idea. I like this. Little. <laughs> he's not a person. He's an idea. Oh, man. Uh, Robin Hood and his band of merry men, taking from the rich and giving to the poor, has been popular in folklore for 700 years. All right. Hold on. Quick pause. Who got the Robin Hood Shrek song pop into their head just then? Just Not me. me. When I think of Robin Hood, I, I think Men in Tights. I went with Men in Tights. Because oh, yes. my head always. Yes. Merry Men? Hmm? No, no. Just happy. Just happy. <laughs> yes. Actually, the old phrase uh, Mary had a much more um, kind of manly uh, uh, root. Yeah. So it was like brave, uh, right, right. heroic, yeah. So I believe it's not I anymore. Believe so. But now it means now it definitely means like jolly yeah. and yeah, fun yeah. And, yeah. Um, so yeah. So back back then, merry men was like like it, manly men, manly men, yeah, yeah, yeah. Men, men in tights, tights. tight tights. <laughs> they roam yeah. around the forest looking for fights. Uh, around the fifteenth century, Christian revelers in England, uh, revelers in England marked May Day with a Robin Hood-like figure who had quasi-religious significance. That said, real historical and legal records have little evidence that he actually existed, outside some variations on his name used by epithets for outlaws, uh, Robe Hod, uh, which may have been inspired by the legend. See, I feel like this is probably one that started as an actual person, but the people were ashamed that some homeless guy had stolen well, from there, them with a bow. There is they were also, like, he doesn't uh, exist. Yeah. Yeah, I, didn't write, idea. I didn't write a script about this. Uh, there, so there is, there was several outlaws that people looked to that were like possibly the basis. And then, you right. know, and yeah. then like mm -hmm. poets and writers took the idea and ran yeah, with yeah, it yeah. kind of right. thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. Next one is William Shakespeare. It's true. Old Billy Shakespeare. Uh, Billy Shakespeare. Is that Bill Did Shakespeare I, I see? not an actual person? Sorry. What? Is that Bill Shakespeare over there? The <laughs> Saturday Night Live? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I'm just in a quotey mood you right are. now. Yeah. Very quotey. Uh, did Shakespeare be or not be? <laughs> I get it. Uh, almost. You almost got it. Uh, historians and scholars dispute who actually wrote the famous plays, sonnets, and poetry. Uh, doubters point out that the bard didn't leave behind much actual evidence of his life. I don't know that I call him a bard. An actor named what Shakespeare. What? That's one of the nicknames for him, is well, the I bard. Know. I know, but... Oh, okay, sorry. It's funny, in Fate Stay Night, the bard character yeah. is William Shakespeare. Hmm. Oh, Cool. An actor named Shakespeare seems to have existed, but any mention of him by contemporaries as a playwright as well as a thespian do not. The debate rages on. Interesting. I always assumed William Shakespeare was a pen name. That, that's one theory. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was either a pen name or there was somebody who was chosen to represent the person who was actually writing right. the plays. A ghostwriter. A ghostwriter. I think there was a movie based off yes. of that, wasn't uh, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I can't remember what it was called. Where it's just like, yeah, he was I, supposed to represent William yes. Shakespeare. Yes, yeah. I know. I think I know which one you're talking. It about. came out just a few years ago. Yeah, well, I was gonna say it's not. Isn't the one old. that they then did a spoof of of George Lucas writing Star Wars? I Am I thinking something? No, I think you're you thinking, thinking of uh, Shakespeare in Love. Yes, that's yeah, okay. yeah, 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 with yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow and okay, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. wrong movie, but wrong same person, yes. same yeah, basic yeah, yeah. concept, okay. yes. right? Uh, Pope Joan. Pope Joan was a woman who disguised herself as a man and served as head of the Catholic Church for two years in the ninth century. While many would like the early example of feminist empowerment to be true, the modern, it's not, 
I don't know that I really call it feminist empowerment if they think you're a man. That's true. If you hid the fact that you were a woman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the feminism. modern Catholic Church and many scholars say it isn't. For example, they point out that her story was added to an important 13th century manuscript after the author's death. I mean, to be fair, though, of all people to admit that something someone got That's in. That's true. Like, yeah, yeah. I highly yeah. doubt they're going to go, yeah, yeah we, we didn't check. Catholic Church not <laughs> yeah. good for the, historically for their honesty. No, um, they're not. I also like the yeah. fact that they, they added it to a manuscript. They were like, he's dead. <laughs> let's give it boobs. I don't know. This is, <laughs> let's give it boobs. Honestly, this, this, it's missing something. We got to punch it up. What do you want? Woman in disguise. I love it. Great. Yeah. I love it. Put it right after the buff Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> no, the guy's reading the legend of Mulan, and he's like, I have an idea. Genius. Genius. Uh, William Tell. More than seven centuries ago, William Tell shot an apple off his own off his son's head with a crossbow. Off his own head? It's <laughs> impressive. <laughs> <laughs> with a crossbow and sparked the struggle for Swiss independence. Or did he? Historians doubt he ever existed or made his famous bow shot. Among the evidence cited is the fact that uh, his story wasn't even reported until 250 years after the fact, his story might have been based on a 10th century Danish tale of a Viking forced to shoot an apple off his son's head. I can see That's William Tell not telling the story because he didn't want to get arrested for endangering his child. Yes. By shooting an apple <laughs> off his damn head. He didn't mention the three other children he they tried lost. and kind of failed. <laughs> hey, hey, Billy, didn't you have like five kids? No, no. Just, just the, the one. one. Just but the I one. shot the apple oh, off his head. <laughs> That's one of the... Like, the, the the dumbest like shows of skill is to fire an arrow inches away from someone's head. No, oh, it's yeah. brilliant. It's so brilliant. I yeah. don't know if it's real or fake, but there's a thing from a Russian like mm -hmm. America's Got Talent kind mm -hmm. of show okay. of a guy that tries to shoot an arrow off his friend's head and he just goes and just funk right in the guy's head. And everyone's reaction makes me wonder the legitimacy of it like it's got to be something there like but a magic trick or something yeah, yeah but it is hilarious seeing their reaction to this guy trying to shoot an arrow off his friend's oh, head man. and just nailing it well what i find like fascinating is even like the knife throwers and circuses usually that aren't actually throwing knives no no not generally. yeah so it's yeah. the one where like they spin the wheel yeah, yeah. i wish uh, that was true and like real that would be cool uh, Mulan, the Chinese warrior woman featured in the animated Disney, Disney movie Mulan, is yeah. based on on uh, Hua Mulan, a Chinese folklore hero dating back to at least the fifth century. Variations of the legend agree that she took her aged father's place to fight in a war to maintain the family's honor. But historians point out that there is no evidence that she ever really existed. The story is part of an oral tradition that's difficult to fact check. But I would say that, I mean, that doesn't prove that she didn't exist either. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Just maybe every detail is an accurate. Yeah, exactly. However, yeah. the yeah. one thing we know for sure. Talking Dragon? Mushu existed. Mushu yes. existed. <laughs> yes. He was real. With and the lucky cricket. And then the he movie. died and reincarnated as, as Eddie, Eddie Murphy. Murphy. Yes. Yes. I think we're all yeah. agreed on that Eddie Murphy was a factor. dragon in a past yeah. life. And a donkey. And a donkey. Yeah, he's had corn in life. <laughs> <laughs> yep. King Arthur. Where tales of King Arthur and Camelot based on a British leader who fought Saxon invaders in the 5th century, 5th and 6th century, or merely inspiring fiction. Historians are divided. An old piece of pottery was found in uh, Tintagel Castle with the inscription Ortognau, father of descendant of Call, that's what they used to call me, uh, has made this Ortognau 
is the archaic spelling of King Arthur's name. However, such evidence is scant and inconclusive. Well, to, to find a, a so piece of archaeological evidence... So this language evidence, didn't exist back then, therefore he didn't exist. Well, is I that kind of what I'm hearing? Uh, that is, it's not enough to prove that he existed, obviously. Hmm. Just because you find the, a similar name yeah. doesn't mean that the actual somewhere. legend yes. of King right. Arthur is real. Yeah. Pulling uh, a sword from a stone. Yeah. Well, it's like it's having like a wizard friend. Banging his half sister. Creating pure evil. Yeah. I mean, we've all been there. I mean, he became a squirrel and. That's right? true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And had another squirrel in love with him, but he was like, no, stay away. That is true. Yep. I think we already did all these. John Henry, Homer, Robin Hood. Yes. This is the, literally the exact same list. It is. Here's <laughs> like a, they literally just stole that list. Oh, no. Oh, no. I was going to ask oh, no. about her. You guys are ruining uh, my you're, childhood. You're, you're ruining what we're, you're, you're, ruining ruining you're probably Monday. wondering what we're groaning about here. Aunt Jemima. That's sad. Shockingly, That's sad. Aunt Jemima never existed. Are you going to tell me Uncle Benda wasn't real? No, Uncle Ben is not real. What? <laughs> In fact, similar Damn to it. Betty Crocker, the, uh, this character created by R.T. Davis and then later passed on to Quaker Oats, who uh, was merely a series of actresses paid to portray the Queen of Pancakes. All right. That should be a land. Just All so right. we're clear. <laughs> Pillsbury, Pillsbury Doughboy? Real. Okay, thank God. Oh. Yeah, uh, he's Captain Tony the Tiger. Actually a captain. You know, <laughs> yes. I'm yes. hoping that years and years and years from now, they're looking at the Wendy's symbol and they're going, <laughs> was Wendy real? I don't know. They say it was the daughter of the person that created Wendy's, but we believe it was just a myth. Of That's true. Yes. yes. The marketing ploy. Yes. yes. We, we have no like evidence the that the Coca-Cola <laughs> polar bears were real. Yes. <laughs> no, that's not true. That's, they were real. They, they were real. All and the there time. was this one time they befriended a penguin mm -hmm. who also wanted to get its Coca-Cola. However, they got ex they uh, kind of got extinct when they went on a rampage <laughs> when they were asked if Pepsi was okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, uh, we had to put them down. <laughs> we had to put them down. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, and the man. old yeller the hell out of those. Oh my god! Bears. Please tell me old yeller is real. Well, he was right until he got yeller? shot in the head. <laughs> what he Where did? Spoiler alert! <laughs> why? Why would anybody make a movie about a dog and have the dog die at the end? What about like, to, to show you I, I was, lesson? I was going what about Lassie? to Lassie. Did Lassie rabies is bad? Exist? Lassie was not a real dog. I mean, it was a real dog, but it wasn't real. <laughs> what about Johnny <laughs> Apple's <laughs> <a> robot? <laughs> yes, advanced animatronics from uh, from the 1940s. Did Johnny Appleseed <laughs> exist? Probably not. Border. Basically, what we're learning is collies, not a real dog. What we're Just learning is that. about Did Barack Obama exist. Okay. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. What anymore. we're learning is only a. Th Third of people in the history books and it's living today real. actually yeah, exist. Yeah, 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 everyone else is a hologram. Donald, King Arthur hologram. <laughs> Donald Kaufman. He did some weird like musical numbers in the middle of battle. I don't know oh, what's going man. on. <laughs> Donald Kaufman. People the thought it was magic. <laughs> Marilyn was like, "My bad, <laughs> my bad." <laughs> the fictional brother of real life screenwriter. You know what we should do. A drunk history version of one of these episodes. We should. We should. So, Combine and drink it yes. with all of our shows. No, no, that's not what I drink mean. Drink spirits. No, and we can drink too, no. but that's not what I mean. So we should like enact our little like oh, rants like here, like yeah, the little yeah, like skits we're making up. Yes. I kind of yeah. prefer the drink. And I like the drinking part. Yeah. <laughs> you should do it all. Why not? 
Don Kaufman. Don Kaufman, the fictional brother of real-life screenwriter Charlie Kaufman, portrayed by Nicolas Cage on screen in adaptation, didn't hit the press junkets with his famous sibling. His shyness was pretty understandable. However, he was merely a work of fiction. And for more shocking facts about your favorite films, check out... Okay. Uh, <laughs> Number eight will surprise you. Alan Smithy. I does. love this, this fact. I've, I've read this one before. No, director Alan Smithy wasn't actually an incredibly awful director. This is merely the pseudonym for multiple directors too ashamed to put their own names on the credits <laughs> that reel. That is pretty awesome. That's this, fantastic. This famous pseudonym has appeared in hundreds of films over the past 50 years, but the most but most notably in Twilight Zone, the movie, Hellraiser Bloodline, and Mighty Ducks, the movie, The First Face-Off. I didn't even know that was one. Directed by Alan Smithy. That's, that's am- pretty funny. That's amazing. I love it. That's great. God. The, uh, you, so they're imagining of- at the very end, like they're doing the final post-production, and they're like, man, this movie is awful. <laughs> yes. Like, this is bad. Yeah. I'm not putting my name on yeah. this thing. Put put Alan Smithy. So New Mutants oh, is going to be directed by Alan, Alan Smithy. <laughs> I want, I'm not going to start paying more attention. Yeah. So that reminds me of that South Park episode where they bash on Scientology, and then at the end they're like, yeah, sue us. And then everything is John Smith or Jane Smith in yeah. the credit. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like that. I'm definitely going to keep my eye out now. To mm-hmm. see if Go on to IMDb. I'm sure it's there. Oh, my gosh. Alan's, the entirety of I can Alan imagine Smithies. being an actual Alan Smithy and being like, what And wanting hell? to be a director and like <laughs> yeah, wanting yeah, to make yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah. But nobody trusts you. They're like, nobody no, wants to you watch your work. You might want to put like a Y at the end, maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe change <laughs> like, it up a little oh, bit. All right. I am yeah. Smith Allen. Smith Allen. I like Allen. it. Ooh. I like it. Yes. That sounds actually Smith allen Smith allen Smith allen All right. He's the ancestor of John Mulaney. Sure, sure. Carolyn Keene. Sorry, Nancy Drew fans. It was actually Edward Stratmeyer who created the famed detective series. When Stratmeyer didn't have nearly enough time to write out every story he had in mind, he hired a group of ghostwriters to piece the prolific series together and collectively named them Carolyn Keene. I actually didn't know that was the writer of Nancy Drew. I've never read Nancy Drew. Uh, Franklin W. Dixon. Uh, Stratemeyer also had everything to do with this pseudonym, under which multiple writers penned, uh, penned the monumentally successful Hardy Boys series, which has spanned nearly nine decades. Wow. Now I'm wondering if he was just like, uh, like the yeah, I can't even remember his name. He was like, "Here's my idea. Roll the dice. All right, this one's a Nancy Drew. I roll the dice." I mean, it's right, possible. Boys. Robert E. Howard used to do that with like his Conan stories and stuff. He'd be like, if it wouldn't get picked up as like a Conan or a Call of the Barbarian, he would just change it a little bit <laughs> and like try to sell it as like a different like, one. Like, here's Xena, the warrior. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. honestly, that's oh, yeah, kind of how it would happen. He'd be uh-huh. like, okay, not a problem. Uh, uh, okay, this one's a Solomon Kane story. Now, here you go. <laughs> there you go. I love it. Oh, so, my next idea is to uh, <laughs> make a movie directed by Alan Smithy starring Mavis Beacon. <laughs> And written by <laughs> and written by Carolyn Keene. Carolyn Keene, yes. Keen. No one will trust me ever again. If you grew up in the 1980s, it's very possible that Mavis Beacon. Tom, why did I say it like that? I don't know either. <laughs> it does weird. Yeah. Taught you how to improve your typing skills, but as it turns out, there is no real Mavis Beacon. What? Oh. All these years, we've learned typing skills from a cold, emotionless robot. It's actually exactly. Mavis Bacon. They misspelled it when Mavis typing. Bacon. <laughs> 
Oh, man. Tokyo Rose. <laughs> Tokyo Rose was the name created by Allied troops during World War II for the female English-speaking yep. group of radio broadcasts spreading Japanese propaganda. Since these broadcasters aimed to mainly demoralize troops, they soon earned quite an unfavorable, unfavorable reputation. And though one of the group's key figures, Eva Toguri, uh, was actually arrested for this uh, for this hate speech, the famed Tokyo Rose never actually existed. Yeah, it was like I, uh, just anybody that was on there, was like a female's voice. It was like, oh, right. it's Tokyo Rose broadcasting again. Interesting. Yeah. Gotcha. I didn't know that. Uh, Aimi Aguchi? Aguki? When fans of the Japanese pop group AKB48 found out that their latest member, Amy like Aguchi, name. Uh, was actually, what was it, XX? <laughs> 420, 69 blades. Uh, was actually a computer simulated creation combining the best features of each of the other six members. They were understandably, understandably surprised. Though, when the video uh, premiered, the. Uh, debuting her introduction into the group, it's fairly obvious from her lack of facial expressions that the robot girl didn't quite have the charisma of her human counterparts. It's kind of weird to me that they were like, we need a new member of the group, so we shall create a digital clone of all of their best features. Like, that's like straight up yeah. horror sci-fi. Yeah. 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 What if it was without of... their approval? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And then, then she like, would the clone replace goes them. and starts killing them all. Yes. She's like, I also have your God. worst features. I never stop talking. I express my opinions about everything. Looking at you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I never wear deodorant. I was, and I and, have terrible body odor. <laughs> and I have terrible body odor. And I'm like, a pyromaniac. <laughs> <laughs> and she like points at all of them. Yeah, this is all, yeah. <laughs> all of you. We haven't done this list before, right? I don't think so. Okay. I, I think I maybe no, no, looked no. at this before, but okay. I haven't. Okay. It doesn't seem familiar to me. This okay. is a very off-the-walls episode. Uh, it's like Benny's here. This is also, this is going to be my main character <laughs> in the movie quiet. I'm making. Otto Titzling. Uh, well, That's it would be. my online handle. While it would be an incredible coincidence that the founder of the Brazier was aptly named Otto Titzling, it is indeed false. Though the makers of what? the game Trivial Pursuit seemed to fail for or fall for the hoax. Yes. I really yeah. wanted him to be that that like and that's where the term tits came from. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I like it. Probably. Yeah. I like it. Uh Pierre Brassau was, uh, was the brainchild of journalist Ake Dake or Ake. <laughs> <laughs> Axelson. Oh, okay. I see. That's like his nickname. His name is Ake Axelson. His nickname is Dake. So it's Ake who, Dake. In Ake Dake. Who in 1964 attempted to prove that critics couldn't tell the difference between avant-garde modern art and the work of a chimpanzee, something people are still trying to prove. That's true. Uh, a point uh, he proved by actually enlisting the help of a chimpanzee in some watercolors. As it turned out, critics hailed Pierre Brassau as the next big thing and were quickly disappointed to realize that he was only an ape. This also happened with wine. In the great world of wine, uh, French wine tasters uh, tried some California wine uh, but they didn't know it was California wine and they like highly rated it. It mm -hmm. won some big French wine mm -hmm. competition. And then when it was later revealed to be American wine, mm -hmm. they, were, they actually wanted to rescind their votes. Oh, I bet. Yeah. So I would never trust I know those people, people again. that uh, yes. are the same way about like uh, meat from Walmart. Mm. If mm -hmm. they don't know it's from Walmart, oh, this oh, is this great. Is it's yeah. all, it's Walmart. The, it's all in the preparation people. You can take a cheap piece of steak and make it amazing if you just cook it right. Yeah. Just saying. Exactly. And put Ooh. Gordon Ramsay in the background. Exactly. Actually, that would work. Take a yeah. cheap piece of meat, 
put Gordon Ramsay on it, and everyone's like, yeah. oh, this is the greatest thing I've ever eaten. It's grade F cow meat. <laughs> <laughs> grade F. Yeah, yeah, grade F. It's pretty much fat. Here's, here's some fat. There's a little bit of meat in here. There's a little bit of meat in there. The meat actually marbles the fat. <laughs> uh, Lonely Girl 15, a popular YouTube channel supposedly documented the life of 15-year-old Bree. It was revealed just a few months later that the everyday life of a high school girl was actually being portrayed by 19-year-old actress Jessica Rose, which obviously didn't go over well with the fans. It's entertainment, people. Yeah. If it's on YouTube, it's entertainment. Yeah. Like, what? That's, what? I don't find us entertaining. We're on YouTube. I should <laughs> I should create another YouTube channel. Okay, called called Lonely Guy. Lonely Guy Fifteen. Okay. Where I portray a fifteen-year-old man. Yeah, I can totally buy that. <laughs> Actually, if I shave. No, just get Huey. And I put on the right clothes. Yeah, get, get Huey. Huey. Yeah. Yeah. You get Huey uh-huh. to do it. Yeah. And he'll like do the same little pose and all oh, that. Yeah. You could probably work that. It's like people yeah. going. What? Are you saying Ellen Page wasn't 17 when she played Juno? <laughs> what? Or reality television yes. is staged? Or the cast of Dawson's Creek were probably in their 20s? 30s, That's maybe. not believable. No, no. Yeah. Don't you take Dawson's Creek from me. <laughs> Keep going. I don't want to wait for our lives to be over. No, we'll get George P. Burdell was a fictional student enrolled in Georgia Tech in 1927 created by William Edgar Ed What's with all these nicknames? Yeah, good old Smith. Eddie. Since enrolled, he has supposedly received all undergraduate degrees offered by Georgia Tech, served in the military, gotten married, among the other accomplishments. At one point, uh, Burdell even led the online poll for Times 2001. Oh, yeah, we already talked about this guy. This is just more. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They just added his okay, middle did, initial. Okay. I was going to yeah. say, that sounded familiar. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, wait yeah. a second. There's two of them out there? The... Taro Sujimoto. Sure. The pride of Tokyo that never actually existed. Taro Sushimoto. <laughs> so Tokyo's got no pride is what <laughs> yeah. you're telling me. That's was a heard. fictional draft pick for the Buffalo Sabres in 1974 after uh, then general manager Punch Imlock. That's not a real name. <laughs> uh, I'm legally changing my name to Punch. Punch, Punch Imlock. Punch Potter. Punch um, Became like fed it. up with the incredibly tedious drafting process. <laughs> <laughs> this drafting process is tedious. Let's make people up. Yeah. Uh, since the that NHL, make it more difficult. <laughs> since the NHL was actually, he just starts renaming the people on his team. Uh, <laughs> and so, you are gonna be Taro Jacob Sushimoto. Allison. Ja- Jacob Allison. What? Nice. Jack Package. <laughs> Jacques Package, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Since the NHL was actually looking to expand its talent outside, base outside of Canada and the United States at the time, few had reason to doubt uh, Sushimoto's pick. In fact, the story was reported by multiple top news sites until, of course, they found out it was just a hoax formed out of spite. So I'll I'm show gonna, them. I'm going to throw one in there because it's very similar, and I doubt it's going to be on this yes. list. I believe it was like two or three years ago when like esports was really starting to get bigger. <laughs> Apparently, there was uh, an esports team that thought they had signed on a woman as one of their players. And everyone was like, oh my gosh, this is a big, big thing. And it turned out it was a dude with a screen name that was somehow like female sounding and they never actually checked. And so it turned out that they had hired a fake person because it wasn't even, it wasn't his main account. 
it huh. was a main guy and this was his alt account that he would like play uh, the lower okay. league games and they recruited his alt account where he was already on the team. So like purple <laughs> That's rose, really funny. Whatever. Like, yeah. I can't remember what it was, but it was like a big deal because when it first came out, it was the first woman to sure, be yeah, on yeah. one of the big right. esports yeah, yeah. teams and then it turned out to be a smurf account of one that's of the funny. guys already on the team oh that's hilarious oh so now that guy's on two teams now he gets paid twice nat tate in 1998 scottish writer william boyd wrote a biography about a troubled artist nat tate who threw away 99 percent of his work and leapt to his death from a staten island ferry on april fool's day david bowie hosted a launch party for the novel where some of the biggest names in the art world eventually fell for this gigantic hoax wow what a bunch of idiots <laughs> april fools <laughs> Uh, John Barron, when reporters called the Trump organization, uh, during the 1980s, uh, when reporters called the Trump organization during the 1980s, they were often directed to Donald Trump's official spokesman, John Barron, who was also quoted in multiple print stories about the Trump family over the years. The true identity of John Barron was revealed when Donald Trump, uh, appeared in court and under oath admitted that he had been his own official spokesman for years without anyone noticing. He has a very distinct speaking style. How did nobody notice <laughs> that? Twitter didn't exist. This is at John Burden. Yeah. What can I do for you? <laughs> he actually talked into like a computer. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, this is John Barron. <laughs> They're like, yeah, this seems like a real person. <laughs> yeah. This has got to be real. No one can make a fake voice. Well, we know that if, if there's a Twitter account that opens up uh, under the name John Barry, it's <laughs> yeah, going yeah. to be... Actually be uh, uh, I'm surprised it's not his vice president. <laughs> vice president John, John Barron. Barron. Yeah, yeah. So why do we never see Mr. <laughs> Barron? Uh, yeah, he's busy? He's uh, very busy. <laughs> Paul Bunyan, our favorite giant lumberjack, Paul Bunyan, isn't real, but merely a combination of different very real men. So but the big like blue ox is like, real, correct? Yeah. Hang on. Okay. French-Canadian lumberjacks, Bon Jean... Urban Jean and Fabian Fournier. Sadly, Babe the Blue Ox is also a little more than a fictional character, too. Yes. I don't want to do this show no more. Paul Bunyan is uh, a Power Rangers mech. I hope the brawny guy is a dude, real person, at least. No. Is it, dude? <laughs> it's actually <laughs> an Amazon. <laughs> Casey Nicole Swenson. Though Casey Nicole Swenson may not be well-known today, she was undoubtedly one of the first internet-famous people in the early 2000s. Uh, for two years, Casey talked openly about her struggle with leukemia on her blog and ultimately captivated thousands of daily readers. When it was reported that she died in the summer of 2001, her fans began to look into her life and quickly found out that it was all just a flimsy story put together by bored housewife Debbie Swenson, who had created her own website portraying herself as Casey's grieving mother. Wow. That is twisted. That is... Yeah. Sick. Damn. That is an yeah. awful human being. Yeah. Seriously. Ugh. The Marlboro Man. Oh, come on. This vintage cowboy and heavy smoker was just a very crafty myth intended to get people to smoke more Marlboro cigarettes. And it may have actually worked. According to the LA Times, four actors who portray the Marlboro Man have died of smoking-related diseases in the years since the ads first aired in the 1950s. Isn't Thank You for Smoking based on the Marlboro Man? Honestly, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Have you seen the movie? I've seen the you movie. You know what movie yeah, I'm yeah, talking yeah. about? I don't know. I if it's, so. it's the one where the guy's a spokesperson is trying to say that it's bad. He actually gets cancer from smoking and yeah, then yeah. somehow 
turns it into. I've never seen that. No, it's actually yeah, never seen it was actually a pretty good movie. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed. It's been a long time since uh, I've seen it. But. Mingering Mike. Don't tell me Mingering Mike isn't real. I don't know that is. Mingering yeah, Mike was an incredibly prolific and completely fictional funk and soul musician in the late 1960s. It turns out that Mingering Mike was actually Mike Smith, a Washington, D.C.-based teen who had created a series of album covers but no actual records for his fictitious musical persona. Okay, that's amazing. That's probably one of the best what? things I've ever heard. It's like, yeah, man, you haven't heard Mingering uh, Mike? No. Neither gonna, of you. Okay, I'm gonna. Nobody miss. has. Nobody has. What are you talking about? I've so, got his five albums. No, but there's nothing in this. Yeah. That's why it's brilliant. It's genius, man. It's <laughs> it's, it's new. new. It's yeah, just yeah, new. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you it, doing? It's I'm all about. <laughs> it's all about negative space, but with sound. But with sound. Oh man. It just sound like something somebody would say. Yes. So yeah. <laughs> That's. I would. Oh, let's man. be honest. In today's day and age, you could go up to some hipsters, ask them about mingering okay, Mike, and probably. I can guarantee they would be like, "You, oh, love you that sound time. like John Cage." I think his name was John Cage. Nicholas Cage. John Cage. <laughs> he was a musician who played a cactus. But Not he also has. Who played he also, a magician. No, 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 yeah. He also has like brilliant theories on music, and like he's actually a brilliant man. But he like. Yeah, did a whole for show. An insane right. person yes. played a cactus. That's amazing. Uh, so I'm going to make a movie called Mingering Mike, uh, starring actually with art by Nat Tate and, uh, and directed uh, by Lonely Amy Girl 14. Smith. Starring Lonely Girl 14, no, Aim Smithy. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Smith. Uh, starting Mavis Beacon, Amy Smith. Written M. Smith. <laughs> written by Carolyn Keene, Alan Smithy. And directed, directed by Alan Smithy. So you're throwing me off. You're <laughs> yep. just saying Smithy yep. and stuff. <laughs> I, All right. I thought let's go maybe back, it Let's would go click. back to our list. I thought maybe, but it didn't. King Arthur, we did that one. Uh, Jim Crow, uh, the man behind one of America's most intolerant set of discriminatory, discriminatory laws, was, in fact, a theater persona created by a white man, Thomas D. Rice, who used blackface to portray a bumbling trickster named Jim Crow. I feel like a lot of these are literally, for the most part, just oh, it's a screen name. Yeah. Oh, it's a ghostwriter. Oh yeah. Oh, like <laughs> yeah. King Arthur. That was actually the his screen name. It's <laughs> a screen name. Yeah. It's this collection of kings. It was King Artie, but he thought it sounded too goofy. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have found your soulmate, Pecos Bill. American rode a uh, tornado, a tornado, or a whirlwind, or whatever. American folk legend and cowboy Pecos Bill may be the hero we need, but sadly, he never existed. Fans of the legendary cowboy have likely long suspected he's fictional. However, he does ride a tornado. (laughs) Yeah, I was gonna say he rides a tornado. If you thought that was real, like, (laughs) Like, I mean, he rode the tornado all the way to his death. (laughs) (laughs) For for half a second before he went. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. So, and someday, you and the Slide Rock Bolter will become That's a legend. True. Yes. Yes. In in my own mind, I'm yes. already there. So, Alfred Bulltop Stormalong. That's a real name. World. Oh meet Malf- Alfred Bulltop Stormalong, the lifelong enemy of the Kraken. Yes, and Massachusetts <laughs> area hero, towering above the rest. At 19 feet tall. Of course, you guess it. He's definitely not real. How did anyone think he was? <laughs> Hold on. I need to know. I if you're know. from Massachusetts, is this know. an actual like local hero that you believe in? I, I mean, I grew up in Rhode Island, which is literally a state over. That's, I've never heard yeah. of that. Yeah. 
that's good. Oh man! All right. Okay. Uh, Spinal Tap. Everyone knows Spinal Tap isn't real. The movie's real, but I mean, yeah, the band they, the, did not exist. The idea exist. was the it was a mockumentary. Of... Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> no. James S. A. Corey is best known to fans as the writer mm-hmm. behind numerous science fiction masterpieces like Leviathan Wakes, the first novel in the Expanse series, and the Star Wars novel honor among thieves as it turns out james s.a Corey is actually the pseudonym for two writers daniel abraham and t and ty frank 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 okay i can't believe this has to be on this list jack dawson what are you talking about from titanic what are you talking about while many people were convinced wait does rose real no 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 while many people were convinced (laughs) thanks uh that the handsome protagonist of james cameron's oscar-winning titanic was based on real uh i think that's how james cameron refers to titanic every time he talks about it it's like my documentary you mean mean oscar-winning titanic that movie the oscar-winning titanic the one i yeah one i made you know when i so when i was filming my oscar-winning titanic (laughs) movies um then when um, i filmed my second one you know after my oscar-winning titanic yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, yeah You mean uh, it's called highest, Titanic Two? Yes. Still sunken. Yeah, and highest grossing film uh, <laughs> no. to date, Avatar. Yeah, that movie. Yeah, yeah, that one? yeah, 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 yeah Avatar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mean highest grossing film to date, Avatar? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, Oscar-winning Titanic was based on a real man. He is little more than a work of fiction. Let's face it. Even if Jack Dawson had been a real person who boarded the Titanic, he would have never. He would never be able to measure up to Leo's perfectly romantic portrayal in the film. Actually, it's a very weird. Never. When you really break down the movie Titanic, oh lord, it's strange. That the really? boat sank? No, not that the boat sank. Not strange. It's Titanic two. You can understand. I'm not saying Billy Zane was like the good guy, but at least some part of his anger is understandable. Oh yeah, like I get it. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. give you like my wealth and my I, life and my devotion, and you fall in love with this guy from the lower deck that you've known for like nine hours and bang it's him just in a like, four bottle <laughs> tea. Like, right? Yeah, exactly. It's just like the Karate Kid. We all yeah. knew that. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Now, like, granted, at the end when he starts wandering around trying to shoot him while this boat's sinking. <laughs> right. All right, maybe he's all right, too far. Too far. Yeah, I get yeah, it. I get he's the villain, but Jack Dawson. It's not a saint either. No, yeah, There's yeah. Rose. None of them are good people except no. the captain and yeah, the band, the band, <laughs> the band. Sherlock Holmes. Come on. I'm Everybody just knows. Watson's not on the list though. Watson. <laughs> Watson is real. Oh. Uh, so Watson so- was the detective. Yes. Wrote the stories. Yes. Actually, I think that's a theory. But that's actually how they yeah. end the, <laughs> the second Sherlock Holmes movie. Oh, do they? Oh, really? And uh, Watson Robert writes the books. Yeah, Sherlock Rob- Holmes. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Uh, we're sorry to be the bearers of bad news, but Sherlock Holmes, the British detective mastermind created by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, is merely fictional. However, Doyle has said that aspects of Holmes' character are derived from those of Joseph Bell, a British surgeon and lecturer. Cool. Zorro. When you think of Zorro, you probably picture Antonio Banderas. No, I was thinking Wielding Batman. a sword. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, kind of. He's, yeah. Uh, wielding a sword and running from the law. Well, you're spot on. He's a very fictional character created by Johnston McCulley in 1919, though it's worth noting that McCulley was inspired by a 19th century bandit named Joaquin uh, Miretta. I think I pronounced that right. Ichabod Crane. As far as we know, Ichabod Crane, the protagonist of uh, Washington Irving's short story, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, is purely fictional. Well, at least we really hope that he is. Honestly, most of these I wouldn't have thought were real people. Uh, Bilbo Baggins? Is it a real person? (laughs) (laughs) Mount Doom? 
is not real. Smaug doesn't exist. You know nope. what I'm saying? It's like, I mean, some of them, sure, maybe you could think. Like Betty Crocker. Right. You think maybe it's right. a woman who started yeah. the company, well, sold Betty Crocker, it to whoever. Think, yeah, yeah. Oh, person who made the first That's recipe. That's what I'm saying. And then, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Things like that. But like Zorro... Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, of course they're not. Zora, Jack I, Dawson. <laughs> Jack Dawson. Like the I Flash. Mean, the Flash. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's just oh, like a lot man. of these are like very obviously fictional so, characters from stories. Yeah. What I really want to hear is uh, the Ninja Turtles on this yeah, list. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then someone say like, but they were based on real turtles, right? That had. I don't know. Real. Right. Like, right. To be fair, there was actually ninja some turtles, little kid but they like, were based uh, off of samurai turtles that he had met. <laughs> but ninja that he had sounded met. cooler. Yeah, ninja sounded cooler. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, so yeah. the ninja turtles real? That's an absurd question. Yeah, obviously. Obviously. They were <laughs> samurai turtles. They were a group of samurai turtles, sure. Teenage <laughs> uh, samurai turtles. Uh, they were actually middle aged. Samurai, samurai tortoise. Tortai. <laughs> samurai tortai. <laughs> Uh, oh, the name Ann, okay, so Ann Taylor. This is interesting. The name Ann Taylor uh, conveys exactly the iconic women's clothing brand aims. What exactly the iconic women's clothing brand aims to uh, represent? Preppy, classic style. However, the story's namesake was never a real person to begin with. The brand's founder, Richard uh, Liebeskind, uh, chose the name because it evoked both a New England sensibility and the idea of tailored clothing. Hmm. Okay. I mean, that one I could understand. You know what I'm saying? You could like, okay, this was the woman who started yeah. the, the store and then probably sold it, but they kept the name. What are you doing? Andy, don't look. Oh, no. Uncle yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ben's not real. Yeah, so what were you saying about... But you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. That I could kind of understand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, but other ones, it's just like, obviously these aren't real people. It's a clever yeah. brand name. I mean, it's just clever yeah, branding. Like, yeah. It's a lot of people that just went, I really don't like my name. Yeah. I'm going to be this now. Yeah. It's you. It's also a way of kind of protecting yourself too. I mean, if you do oh, get yeah. big and famous, you don't necessarily want your name all over everything. Sure. Exactly. Like, uh, there are people who are known That's for one thing, but they like release a book. But they, but it's so different from anything else they've ever done mm -hmm. that they feel like they need to kind of separate. Mm -hmm. yeah. from that craft. Yeah. Uh, Uncle Ben, the supposed namesake of the Uncle Ben's line of food products, likely never existed at all. While Mars Incorporated, the parent company of Uncle Ben's, claims that the name comes from an African-American rice grower known for his superior product, the image used on the brand's packaging is actually that of Frank Brown, a Chicago restaurant uh, maitre d' known to Gordon L. Harwell, the former president of Uncle Ben's. Oh, so the, hmm. the picture is actually a real person. That's cool. It's kind of funny. He shows up and he's like, listen, man, you got a certain aesthetic I like. Yeah. yeah, yeah I'll put yeah. you on my rice. Put you on my rice. Yeah. And he's like, sure. Yeah, sure. Right. Can I get some money out of it? Yeah. <laughs> no, but you can have some rice. <laughs> okay. Uh, also, rice. I'm really surprised that this is even on the list. Rosie the Riveter. Rosie the Riveter is a cultural icon, but sadly she never existed in real life. I think we can... She's the, the lady on the We Can Do It picture. Yeah. Stamp The World image. War II. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Alfred E. Newman. Uh, for those who follow sports, uh, Lene Kakua, Kakua, uh, New Orleans Saints linebacker Manti Teo named, or made headlines in 2012 when it was revealed that his girlfriend, Lene Kakua, had died from leukemia. The only problem, she never existed at all. <laughs> you people. Seriously. Who catfished this man? <laughs> Seriously. I'm just going to move on. Jesus. 
We only have a few more minutes. So, uh, Lorna Dune, while the origin of cookies, the cookies name isn't entirely clear, it is likely a reference to the 1969 novel Lorna Dune, a romance of Exmoor. That sounds like a really cool book. Uh, written by... It's a sci-fi novel. <laughs> the Romance of Exmoor. I'd read it. I would read it. It sounds yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, written yeah. by R.D. Blackmore. I'm going to write a book now called The Romance of Exmoor. <laughs> uh, Turn it into a D&D <laughs> campaign. Yes. <laughs> Uh, J.T. Leroy. In the late 1990s, literary wonderkind J.T. Leroy was the hottest new author on the planet. Thanks to his semi-autobiographical book, books, The Heart is Deceitful Above All Things and S- Sarah. Okay, they're separate titles. No, no, I think Sarah. that should be one title. <laughs> the Heart is Deceitful Above All Things and Sarah. As it turned you know out, you are out there. <laughs> uh, the allegedly HIV-positive teen author who claimed to be a former escort and drug addict was actually the brainchild of author Laura Albert, who enlisted her sister-in-law, Savannah Noop, to pose as Leroy during, or Leroy during public appearances. So wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. <laughs> I can't believe this. Wow. Wait a second, wait a second. <sighs> okay. Let's unpack so, this. Let's unpack this real fast. <laughs> so she wrote, this woman yes. wrote two novels. Yep. Or possibly the, one novel. <laughs> under the pen name. Under the pen name, <laughs> JT Leroy. Leroy. And which was apparently supposed to be semi-autobiographical. Or yes. That, that word. Mm-hmm. Based on a real person, yes. Who was a prostitute and HIV positive and then asked her sister male escort a male escort so not even yeah. okay that's that's yes. my mind. so a male escort and HIV positive and then asked her sister-in-law <laughs> see that where I would have gotten offended yeah <laughs> can you you look <laughs> like you got this yeah. HIV positive hooker guy <laughs> author like former male escort yeah. drug addict HIV positive for me you just got a certain look about you <laughs> Oh like, man! You go to hell. I, <laughs> <laughs> you got a certain. Oh man! Like, All you right. Go to hell, but yes. Yeah. But <laughs> how much are you paying? Uh, Juan Valdez, mm. think famed coffee icon Juan Valdez, uh, had a hand in growing the beans in your favorite brew. Think again. In truth, Valdez was a character created by advertising agency Doyle Dane Burnback. Burnbach, as a means of promoting the National Federation of Coffee Growers of Colombia. The character has been portrayed by three people since 1958, Jose F. Duval, Carlos Sanchez, and Carlos Castan- Castan- uh, Castaneda. Yes. Sure. For what it's worth, uh, the latter two men actually worked as coffee growers. And for more of history's greatest mind... Okay. So, right, so people that weren't on here that I'm now convinced are real, the colonel... Sure. Okay. The Quaker Oats guy. The Colonel right. was real. No, the, the, yeah, the Colonel was real. Once again, yeah. proven. Yeah. Dave Thomas. Uh, yes, Dave Thomas yes. is a real yeah, person. I've seen his picture. Yes. Yes. Um, Saw him in some interviews. For the record, the Quaker Oats guy, the older you get, the younger he looks. Um, when you look at a picture, you'll know what I'm saying. Yeah. That's um, generally how it goes with people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, I lost track. No, that was all of them. Yeah. Pretty sure mm-hmm. Luke Skywalker's real, too. He wasn't on the list. That is true. No. Just saying. Yep. Well, we can't really prove it because he existed a long time ago. In a galaxy, in a far, galaxy far, far, away. far, far away. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Bruce Wayne wasn't on the list. I'm having, honestly, I'm not even sure Harrison Ford's a real person. This is true. I'm pretty no. sure Indiana well, Jones is real, though. Actually, Han Solo is immortal. 
And so he just it took him a long time to get here. That makes sense. I still think we need to make a movie directed by Alan Smithy. I like it. This show yes. should be directed by Alan Smithy. show by. brought to you by <laughs> Alan Smithy. Dylan, can you end the episode with directed by Alan Smithy? But Please. like in the same way that it does like the executive producer Dick Wolf in yeah, like yeah, Law yeah. and Order SV. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just have Tesla come out, smash the screen, Alan Smithy. And directed by Alan Smithy. Well, no wonder this is a piece of garbage. <laughs> yeah, no wonder the show is not doing well. <laughs> this show's really gone downhill. Yeah. Alan Smithy, yeah, yeah, that yeah. guy. So anytime you make blaming. something and you yeah. realize it's garbage, I'm gonna you, you, just, you pass the blame on Alan Smithy. Well, that's because it was directed by Alan Smithy. I'm actually going to do know. that, but I'm going to start like, using your name. He did. Cox <laughs> <laughs> on everything. Like, Written you finish, and produced by Gary Cox. <laughs> you finish writing <laughs> a screenplay, show. you're like, oh, this is garbage. This is yeah, garbage. Written by, Written by Gary Cox. Why does nobody want to hire me to make these movies? Gary, about that. Yeah, about <laughs> like that. years later. Yeah. About that. Buddy. Nobody's returning my phone calls. <laughs> oh man. Oh, All right. Gosh. What do you guys think? Uh, Anything surprise so, you? I, I'll be honest. Only like three of those actually surprised me. Okay. The rest were more. Okay. Really? Did, did you the, think yeah, that yeah, was why real? Did people think these were real like, people. Think, yeah. People like William Shakespeare. I genuinely thought it was a real person. Well, most he's still like it's still it's still debated. Exactly like, like that kind of thing. The ones that I believed were real are in the debated yeah, yeah, yeah. of them. But a lot of these, I'm like, why did you think that person? Jack was Dawson, real? really? Yeah, exactly. Like, like I'm not even sure Leonardo DiCaprio is a real person. I'm pretty sure he's not. I'm pretty sure he was. Uh, never mind. I'm not gonna go there. That's a terrible image, by the way, of the Betty Crocker. Super moist. <laughs> <laughs> Betty Crocker's favorite. Super uh, moist. Yes. Thank Final you thought, for watching. Yeah, that was, that was mine. Like, obviously, exist. some of them. Yeah. I thought, I honestly, like, stuff like Betty Crocker and Uncle Ben, I could see that it was, like, the original yes. person who then sold it. And they right. got the name yes. short. I get, yeah. like, so those, like, okay, I can understand yeah. that. But then other ones that it's, like, obviously, this is a fictional character. Yeah. Come on. Yes. Like, yeah. Hmm. But. Okay. Thank you sure for watching. Was Granny Smith a real person? And just had her own. She really kind of like apples. apples. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, she was a geneticist. Red Delicious's cousin. <laughs> and thank you for watching. Yes. Uh, the yeah, show brought to you by Alan. <laughs> thank you for watching uh, Mystery Cast, formerly known as the Conspiracy Cast. Again, you can find Dan. Where can they find you, Dan? They can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Dante Producer or on Twitch at Dante Streamer. Andy, they can find me at For I Am the Andy on Instagram, and that's it. I have some news. I don't. I'm not real. I don't exist. I've been saying that uh, for days. You can days. actually uh, find me on Twitter at Film Circuit and How Instagram that? at Northward Films. Thank you for watching this episode of Mystery Cast. Let us know in the comment section below if we missed anybody who doesn't actually exist. If you don't exist, let us know yes. in the comment section. Yes. Looking at you, Lonely Girl 15.